Hi there, everybody. Welcome to another Hot Lap from the Horsepower Heritage Podcast. I'm Maurice Merrick. Thanks for being here. And don't forget to follow the podcast, click that five-star rating, and leave me a review. And share the show with some other car people. You know, I got to say this every time, right? Okay, well, today I've got a story I think you're really going to like. You know, I've said before that the focus of Horsepower Heritage is the people and the stories behind the machines. So today I'm going to talk about the impact that cars can have, not just on the racetrack or at some auction somewhere, but on kids. And not just any kids, but kids who are dealing with big life challenges. So that's coming up right after this. Today's episode of Horsepower Heritage is sponsored by Model Citizen Diecast. And if you like scale model cars, they've got a special deal for my listeners. Whether you're looking for race cars or street cars, they've got something you'll like in itty-bitty 164th scale all the way up to the ginormous 1/8 scale masterpieces from the Amalgam Collection. You can see it all at ModelCitizenDieCast.com. And when you use the promo code HERITAGE at checkout, you'll get 10% off your order. Limitations apply. Model Citizen Diecast, because your inner child still wants to play with cars. You know, one of the things I like best about the car community is how we often team up to support people in need. So today's hot lap is that kind of story. I'm going to introduce you to four terrific people who come from very different walks of life, but they've been united by a need to create happiness for others. First, there's Becky Boughton from Kamloops, British Columbia. She's mom to a 10-year-old son named Luke, and she's also a truck driver in the mining industry, a job that has often taken her far from home. Like I'll say, I wasn't my, you know, grade seven that you write on your dream from graduating elementary school of what you want to be when you grow up. But I, I kind of have a mixed bag of things. I'm a, I'm a student of all things. I think I have a bit of a law background. I was on my way to law school, but then it seems like circumstances seem to always throw a wrench in there. And so here we are. So, but we're always meant to be where we're supposed to be. So in 2010, she got an offer to work in Alberta's oil sands, the third largest petroleum deposit in the world. Now the oil is actually in the form of asphalt deposits, just a few meters below the surface, but it's all mixed up with sand. So extracting it is actually a mining operation. Alberta was booming and we moved to, I moved myself to Fort McMurray to take on this big job offer. And when I got there, I found it I was pregnant with Luke. So back it came. About the same time, Becky had discovered a lump in one of her breasts. I, I had found the lump, but I was 29 and it didn't run in my family. So I had no kind of thought of that really. And so with the pre-screening pregnancy stuff, sure enough, it ended up being pretty invasive cancer and uh, was in surgery within a week uh, from that ultrasound screening. And, um, you know, I was told by all of my specialists that I wasn't supposed to, you know, they didn't want me to keep Luke, that I should, because the uh, pregnancy fed off hormones, that um, I, I didn't have any chance of survival, actually, if I chose to keep him because of the stage it was at. And so, well, I just, we kind of believe in other things. And so we, that wasn't even a thought. I said, well, it is what it is. And we're just going to keep him. And so he had all the chemo treatment, chemotherapy in utero and uh, surgery and all that kind of stuff. And he actually came out with more hair than I did. So I was a little unimpressed with that. <laughs> so now Becky had survived cancer and given birth to Luke. But as it turned out, he had his own health problems. Through regular screenings, uh, they thought it might be a hole in his heart, you know, something that usually goes away, but it didn't. And so off to surgery, he went when he was four. He has three cardiac abnormalities that we just 
just live every day as big as we can. And um, we just stay solid in our faith. And that's what for us, that's what carries us. So um, you just kind of do right, you just take it day by day. And it was what it was. And we decided, you know, we were convicted of that and just went with it. Becky and Luke are both fighters. Becky was an athlete her whole life. And at one time, she was actually a competitive snowboarder. Part of her cancer recovery was to run a triathlon and get into fitness modeling. Meanwhile, Luke made it through his surgeries, and Becky says he's just a regular kid, always full of energy. Luke and Becky have been through some tough times, but they had the support of a lot of other families they met along the way. And that inspired Becky to start a clothing line called Livin' Given. Things I saw through my health and breast cancer journey, and also our experiences with Luke being a cardiac patient uh, at BC Children's, that families just the gaps that needed to be filled that the system wasn't filling, you know, when people leave the hospital or and stuff, where, where do they get their meal or that single mom that needs that hand up or that help? I'm a big justice warrior and I and a mom. And so when you kind of experience those yourselves combined with seeing so many people that need these things that just aren't, they don't qualify maybe or something. And we just thought we want to have some way to give back. And we've been on the gracious receiving end too of many um, generous experiences and acts of kindness. And so we just wanted to make a way to pay that forward. And uh, so combined with Luke, he's an artist and he loves supercars, any kind of car. That kid can tell you, I don't know, just by a glance on what car is what. And his little aunt, he's a bit of a business, little mini entrepreneur. Um, We just decided to kind of combine all those things to have a tool to give back. Now meet Elaine Verrier. Elaine does television production work in Vancouver. So I do graphics during events for pro sports, concerts, events. But my favorite gig is telethons. So I get to, especially the children's hospital one here in Vancouver, it's at hospital. So I end up as a mom, I start meeting other moms at the food trough. These are, these are the parents, their kids are hooked to tubes and everything. Or Some of them have passed. Some of them are going to pass. Some of them are fighting and surviving. So it's all different levels. And I ended up connecting with a lot of these moms through the years. I've done this for decades. And a couple of years ago, they usually they bring like old cars, like like uh, classic cars, and they have them on display. But this in a couple of years ago, they had supercars. This was the first time I actually looked over and went, "Oh my god, this what are those things? They're all flat and low, and I don't know anything about supercars." Elaine admits that in the past she didn't have a very good impression of supercar owners. The thing with supercars is not good because it's usually like rich, I don't know, just rich egotistical people that are doing stupid car things and. They're in the news for speeding or crashing or that stuff. And I find out these guys are just literally there to spread happiness. They changed my thinking because I've been media for 20 something years, do it working at all the big networks when the constant reporting of bad supercar people, of, of course, yeah. it's the one percenters that make ruin it for the rest of them. Um, so these guys sort of opened my eyes to the concept of their helpers. Elaine's exposure to the kids and their families dealing with serious illnesses made her want to volunteer her time in some way. The supercars were a big hit at the telethon, and that gave Elaine and a group of others an idea. So then I ended up asking one of them, like, hey, can you drive one of these kids? He's really into supercars. Eventually, we moved forward, and they're like, Elaine, you're not really like into cars yet? Because I really wasn't. I, I didn't really know much about it. And so in one of these big team meetings, they said, Elaine, what do you want to do? And I said, I, I want to do like a multi-car ride day. Can we get a bunch of families in? You get a bunch of cars, and I'll get the families. And so that's how we started this organization where we drove kids dealing with severe, you know, slash terminal life-threatening illnesses, and we would put them in the supercars. 
Elaine even got one of the biggest names in the music business to show up one day. We were doing a big ride day on a Sunday, multi-car, like 10, 15 supercars, plus the police, blah, 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 blah. The next day was a Post Malone concert that I'm working. So I messaged the concert promoter saying, hey, we're, if you're in town and you're bored the day before, we're doing this car thing. I know you're into cars. So I put it out to the team. Like, wouldn't that be cool if Post Malone showed up? I'm a big fan of like manifesting and saying things out loud. And I, I just said it out loud. Like, wouldn't that be cool if he showed up? And so I'm, I'm, it's on ride day and we're very strict with our time. We're super punctual, right? So get in this car, family here, you get in the red one, you get in the silver one, you get in this, pointing the kids back and forth. I'm bending down, pointing to the kids and I stand up and I turn around to do something. And he's literally, I could lean forward and kiss him. And I was just like, oh my God, Mr. Post person, like Mr. Malone, Mr. Post, you made it. <laughs> what do you call this guy? Um, and he goes, oh my God, what's going on? So I explained what we we're doing and we're driving all these very um, life-challenged kids and their families in these supercars. And he's like, oh my God, that's so cool, blah, blah, blah. So then I introduced him to the team and that, that, that happened. So that's, it was really cool to have him show up. When people discovered that he was at the event, because Elaine is punctual. Like we are, our team is punctual. This is all big team effort. We're all very punctual. We're now late. The police are waiting for us. The cars are loaded and they're looking back going, oh my God, Post Malone's here. So now, now he's getting swarmed. And he was such a gentleman, just like a lot of the supercar drivers. Excuse me, guys, like this family wants to take a picture with me. Let's just excuse me, like just hold back. And, just, and he goes, come on, your mom wants to take a picture with me. He's bending down. He's right at the kid's level. Come on, geez, you want autographs? And he totally took his, he ignored everybody and he paid attention. This is what I recommend to the drivers. If you're going to be helping with these types of events, forget the, the looky loose. Pay attention to the kids and the families and the parents, especially. And that's what he did. It shocked me. And then when they took the picture, he got swarmed. And then he did it again. I'm so sorry, everybody. There's another family here. Let me take her. He was such a gentleman. And it totally shifted my thinking, just like a lot of these supercar drivers have done for me. We've lost a lot of kids in the past couple of years. And when I, when I go back and I talk to these families, because they're friends still, they, the, the siblings or the parents, like, God, that was so awesome to see my kid happy. And that brings us back to Becky. Turns out she and Elaine had met years before. When they met up again, they talked about Live and Given and the supercar rides, and then they joined forces. They decided to organize their own supercar ride days as part of the Live and Given mission of living big and giving big. One of the car owners that's been involved in this whole effort is Vancouver realtor Eric Christensen. Someone told me per capita Vancouver had like the most supercars in the world, which I found hard to believe. But, uh, you know, you go out on a sunny Sunday and there's a lot of supercars driving around Vancouver for a small population. It's anywhere from the the sort of the in the media, you know, 16 year old that was bought a Lamborghini for $500,000 up to you know, guys that are 70 driving around in their old, you know, 308. That's just absolutely perfect and polished. And, you know, I could probably go to a car event again, COVID was different, but like I could probably go to a car event every weekend, whether it was with the Porsche or the BMW or the one of the McLarens and everybody just loves hanging out and sitting in the parking lots and then going for a nice drive up the Sea to Sky Highway. It's sort of be the equivalent of driving up the um, Pacific Coast Highway. You know, everyone meets at a beautiful coffee place and we all stand around and talk about cars for a couple hours and we go for a nice drive and then, you know, drive back again and everyone meets at a uh, restaurant in North Van for breakfast. It, it's, it's pretty cool. Eric's been around cool cars his entire life. My dad was a car nut as well and, and not really exotics per se, but just pretty much anything. He had, uh, 
my parents were married for 20 years and had a hundred cars. Craziest car he had was a BMW M1 back in the eighties. I don't know if you're familiar with that car, but they only made, you know, I think 475 of them and it was sort maybe even less, but that was, that was sort of his craziest supercar. We lived in a house with a nine car garage. We were considered spoiled kids, but I think it was just more my dad's passion for cars than anything. It wasn't a matter of trying to spoil his kids. He just wanted everyone to have a nice car because he loved cars. It was an excuse to buy another car. So when I was, uh, 16, I got a little BMW 328E, which was like the ETA engine, that low revving, high torque, almost like a diesel motor, but still gas. Um, and then after that, my dad decided he liked Audi Quattro Coupe. So he went and bought three of them. And so basically the kids all drove Audi Quattro Coupes when we were 16 to 20 years old, which again was another crazy car, which, you know, were worth absolutely nothing on resale back then, but they're worth a fortune now. It's been in my blood since I was a kid. When he heard about Live and Given and the ride days, Eric saw it as a perfect opportunity to help out. The satisfaction I get just being able to be there and see their happiness. It's like they're doing me a favor, not be them. It's been an emotional experience for him, but also very rewarding. The most exciting part of it is seeing this kid's reaction or the parent's reaction when you hit the gas. And, you know, most people haven't ever been in a car that goes quite this crazy acceleration. And, and again, we're very safe. We don't do ridiculous high speeds. It's just that thrill of the acceleration and the braking that's enough to get people pretty excited. And it's, it is, it's, it's, it's one of those things, just, it's so gratifying. Like this kid's so happy and you're like, I just got a nice car and I'm making this kid happy. Uh, Elaine knows what I'm like. It's like, I'll be sitting in the car crying the whole time I'm driving. It's emotional for Elaine too. Anybody who's dealing with severe life challenges, that's sort of my blanket. Obviously, there's a ton of cancer. I mean, everybody, I don't know anybody who's not affected by cancer, but there's even stuff like, you know, cystic fibrosis, type one diabetes. I mean, to me, diabetes is, that's, that's a very, it's a 24, seven, 365. The parents don't get a break. Um, they end up in a hospital because their kids' levels are up and down and, or there's rare diseases. There's the heart condition kids, just like Luke, sweet little Luke. <laughs> Luke is still dealing with his heart problems, and he will have more surgeries as he grows up. But he would rather think about all the great cars. I asked Luke what it was like for him riding in a McLaren. It's super fascinating because, like, how fast they can really go. And then when we got on the highway, it was just, like, everyone was watching us from, like, the other lane. And it was just, it just feels good to be in them. It's just that nice feeling. Uh, just li listening to the, the families that are affected and how just being around the cars, not even in the cars, just having the cars there, you can up-level it as a driver and say, you want to get in the car? Ne next level, you want to start the car? Do you want to go for a spin? Like when, when, when we've done the last couple with Eric, or last few with Eric and the other drivers that I've done, and they get to start the car or they get to just be in the car and how to figure out, how do I close this door? Because the doors are crazy wing doors and they don't even know how to get in and <laughs> to have the child forget that they're dealing with the illness for me to see the family smiling the parents that's the payoff for me that is better than any money for me you, you, you can't take it with you the vancouver supercar community has really stepped up and the rides have been a huge success becky and luke continue to find ways to make live and given about more than the clothing now that the pandemic is coming to a close, they're planning on all sorts of events for kids in need, and their family and friends are supporting them all the way. She's got the mindset to push through where most people would cave. She is really one of these inspiring moms, and it's, it's a privilege for me to be on her team with The Living Given. I, I'm, I'm very grateful to have lined up 
the universe has lined us up together. But the ride days will keep coming too, and Eric and Elaine are recruiting new people to help all the time. Any of your listeners that are supercar owners, it's so gratifying. And it's like, it's, it's amazing the feeling you get when you do one of these drives. So if you're in the Vancouver area and you want to be part of the ride days, you can check out their Instagram at where live and given that's W E A R L I V N G I V N. And if you want to support them with the purchase of a t-shirt or a hoodie or a ball cap, you'll find links to that on their Instagram. And by the way, they're going to be offering supercar edition hoodies very shortly. So look for that. And finally, 10% off any purchases there with the coupon code heritage. By the way, I'm not making any money off that deal. I just think what they're doing is terrific and they're helping a lot of kids. So there you go. My thanks to all my guests, Becky, Luke, Elaine, and Eric. That's all for this hot lap. Horsepower Heritage will be back next week. If you like what you've heard, don't forget to follow the podcast. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, leave me five stars and a quick review. And if you want to get in touch, go to the website at horsepowerheritage.com, hit the contact button there, and that'll take you where you want to go. Until next time, I'm Maurice Merrick. Thanks for listening.